Brian Johnson, the man, the myth, the legend, the 18-year-old once again, 17 again. Tristan, what would you pay to be 18 again? I don't know. Would you pay $2 million? Like, how, how much would you pay to, to guarantee to 18, 18 again? I mean, if it was a legit tra- full transformation back, that'd be a different story than what uh, BJ over here is doing. Um, now. But um, I don't know. I don't have $2 million to blow like, like this guy, so I can't comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a very interesting, it's an interesting tale um it's it, i mean everyone i mean there's so much money in, in anti-aging and one wanting to be young again um but brian johnson takes it to a whole new level you can follow his journey on all the social medias but we wanted to dive into some of brian's uh blueprint his his longevity anti-aging blueprint as he calls it now we're not referencing the brian johnson you may know who's a little little uh roided up we're talking about a different Brian spelled with a Y, not an I, uh, who I actually never heard of until a few months ago when I started randomly popping up on my feed and I kept seeing him. I was like, who is this pasty guy that looks like he has plugs? And at first I thought maybe it's, you know, actual Brian Johnson or liver King from like years past. That's literally what I thought, but I was like, he looks like completely different. Like maybe the beard changed him, but no, completely different Brian Johnson. And it kind of took me down the rabbit hole. So when you suggested maybe we do this live stream and talk about his blueprint, talk about his supplement protocol, his dietary protocol, um, his uh, lack of sunlight protocol, um, I thought it would be an interesting dive to take. And so I'm going to throw up on screen the website uh, for his blueprint. Maybe we can kind of dive into it, but what, what are your initial thoughts on Brian when you first saw him? Yeah. I mean, initial thoughts, he's a vegan biohacker tech bro who looks lifeless uh, on the surface. I mean, his skin looks good. Like his physique is lean, but it's like, he just looks like so lifeless. He's got like, looks like he has bags under his eyes. He doesn't look very high in vitality. And although he seems very fit, like there's no way that this is like an enjoyable life. This guy is living and, you know, he's spending so much money and clearly using a lot of supplements and gadgets. Um, I don't think what he's doing is like, I guess the worst thing in the world, it's kind of fun to watch it um, because there's some, you know, takeaways that people can have from him spending all this money, but a, he spends no time in the sun, no times outdoors, no time outdoors, no time connected to nature. Uh, He spends a lot of time under artificial light, a lot of time in using gadgets and things. Probably. I don't think I've ever heard him talk about like non-native EMFs. No, um, things like that. He eats an extremely low amount of calories, which is fine. But then he supplements like, I don't know, was he take like 50 plus supplements a day um, to overcome the very nutrient devoid diet um, that is vegan that he eats. So to me, it's like counterintuitive. It's like, I, I, why would you eat this diet if you're just going to have to supplement everything? So it's kind of like a giant science experiment, and that's what he's treating it as. I don't think anyone can really take like a look at this and say that's like feasible for a normal person to do, uh, nor should they, nor should it, would it be enjoyable at all. I mean, I, from an entertainment point of view, I think it's fun to like, kind of follow the journey. Like, I don't want to slander the dude. I think, you know, he's just putting some entertaining stuff out there. He, he obviously has his, his, I mean, the guy's loaded. He's going to spend his money on what he wants to do. I respect that. Um, it's just fascinating because when I, when I look at it, it, I I'm all about practical application. I mean, we talk about practical application on the show a lot. We have a lot of guests on and we, our whole takeaway is like, what can you do as an individual? And I'll even just throw up, I'll share the screen right now, just sort of as a presentation of what 
he takes on a daily basis. He has a very uh, long video about taking a hundred supplements a day. And so this on screen, if you're listening, we're looking at a page on his blueprint web, blueprint website. He has sort of his protocol lined up uh, in, a, in a sort of broad sense of what he does. And he takes 100 supplements a day. And like upon waking alone, there's at least 30 right here. What I find fascinating about the supplement protocol is I'm sure that it is really tailored and I haven't really like drawn, like gone into the, the specifics of why he takes everything he takes per se. But the thing I found interesting just at a glance of it was that he takes in the evening uh, levothyroxine. Let me uh, get back on the screen. Yeah. He takes uh, levothyroxine, 60 milligrams of armor thyroid because of hypothyroidism. So that, it, that part's just fascinating to me because he's also one of the metformin people. So he takes metformin as well um, as a biohack. And I think it's interesting because if the idea to me is health optimization, I don't truly believe that health optimization comes from like supplementing thyroid to help your thyroid if you have hypothyroidism. Like it's sort of a Band-Aid uh, for the moment, but I had hypothyroidism and I, I'm now off medication because I got to a place where I've been able to optimize that as best as I can. But it's it's kind of fascinating to see. I, I've never. It's yeah. interesting to see. Like it's a very Dave Sinclair esque. All like he and he supplements things that I would never supplement, like melatonin, and uh, just well, yeah, let's, many many I mean, let's many go things. Go into some of this. Like literally, it's insane. Um, you know, ashwagandha. That's even something that it's like it's good. It's like these herbal remedies are supposed to be used as as medicinally, not like everyday chronic chronically and ashwagandha has some downsides if you take it um, every single day for an extended period of time um, you know he's obviously taking a lot of b vitamins like b12 methylcobalamin which you can't get i mean we maybe we can go into his diet but it's like you can't get that from plant food so obviously you have to supplement it but it doesn't really work that well when you supplement it and i'm just trying to find because i wrote about this in my book um bitcoin and beef and it's basically like if you supplement B12, I don't know how he's doing it, um, but you really need to do like an intramuscular injection, else the absorption, the bioavailability is not really strong for B12, um, just oral supplementation. So I think it's like after the first two microgra micrograms of dosage, you pretty much get um it's a 50 percent rate of absorption and then it's even lesser all after that due to just like limitations and uh cobalamin binding factor so that's the example um maybe he's shooting up his ass maybe i mean i was i was just curious so is that uh, is that like what you wrote about is that is that from like is that methyl cobalamin or is that just like normal b12 yeah and and that's a better version um the one he has that's methylated but still um in general yeah that's it's uh it's probably going to need to be intramuscular to really get um high levels um and then the other things i mean metformin you mentioned i i didn't know metformin actually inhibits mitochondrial complex one like complex one respiratory protein of the electron transport chain so i didn't know that i listened to someone say that the other day on a podcast so it's like all these anti-aging drugs they have like a lot of side effects that you kind of need to be aware of and you know there's a lot of things that you could say are you know good in here or they're just kind of you know food related it's like garlic and ginger root sure um you know vitamin k2 uh, mk4 mk7 you know, lithium lysopene which you know you get from like tomatoes you know you could just get these things from your diet like uh mk4 from animal foods you know dairy beef liver mk7 from anything fermented uh lithium is a trace mineral that's important that's why it's in, in low dosage share you know turmeric taurine you could just get from from meat um zinc of course so there's a lot of things that he could get, you know, vitamin D3. There's a big one, right? Like just fucking mm -hmm. go outside, bro. You don't need to supplement these things. And basically at the high level, what you and I agree on is 
supplements don't replace natural sources of these nutrients. It just doesn't work like that because we don't understand the synergism that is present in food. I mean, we had, you know, Stefan von Fleet on, who's probably the expert in understanding all the micronutrients, all the downstream metabolites, metabolomics of our food. And we're talking thousands of compounds. Uh, and that's not even the full picture. That might be like 20 to 30% of the picture. So the synergistic component of that, we have no idea how that affects absorption, how that affects usability in the body. So when you supplement all these things, and I don't care how much you're paying these scientists, like they're just, it's a best guess. Um, and you can get a lot of this stuff from just your diet. That's the point, but he doesn't want to eat that many calories. So like, I get what he's trying to do. The whole point is eat very few calories, eat very low protein or like low animal foods. Cause you know, they're probably, they're high in, you know, methionine or they're going to activate mTOR. So it's like, you know, anabolic pathways are being stimulated. He's trying to keep that, um, you know, suppressed, inhibited as much as possible. So he's just trying to supplement his way through that. So like, I get what he's doing, but at the same time, it doesn't, I don't think you can get away with it for a very long period of time. Yeah. I mean, the time will tell it's, it's always fascinating to me because I'm somebody that came, I mean, I think everyone that's in the space or like has had a health problem has been there at one point where they're taking like 20 or more supplements, like. And they don't really know why. Um, and they can't really tell if anything's doing anything. I certainly have taken many supplements. I was uh, talking to a client earlier today and I was showing them my supplement drawer that basically is just either empty or half full bottles of things that I used to take that I should just throw away. But I, I couldn't tell you like any one of them really changed my life. Um, because I, I'm like one of those people like you that I think, I don't think you can out supplement the fundamentals. And if you don't have the fundamentals in place, um, like with your food movement, being outside, all that stuff, I don't think you can even use what you're supplementing. And most people we've, we talked to Zade on the podcast a while ago, about, a while ago about supplementation, most people just supplement blindly. We talked about, we talked to Noah Ryan about this as well. And people just like are just throwing stuff at willy nilly because they think it's good. I was talking to somebody the other day who got like, for instance, Brian takes 500 milligrams of vitamin C in the morning. Now, vitamin C is not necessarily like a bad thing to supplement. Like sometimes you get, you got to do it or whatever. Um, whole food vitamin C is generally better, but uh, I, I've had friends who do, got vitamins, like get vitamin C infusions regularly, like intravenously. And I've always asked them like, why do you do it? And nobody has ever given me like a specific answer other than, oh, the IV place told me that it's good. And it's like, so a lot of these places have popped up for IVs, like IV therapies have gotten very popular um, in sort of like the middle-class economy, uh, health space. I, I see a lot around Utah. There's a lot of places popping up and people are just going. And I swear they're just like getting shot up. Um, with all these stuff that like, I don't even know if it's doing anything, but it's, it's like in the guise of hell. So it's kind of interesting. I think it just goes to show like how many people just don't understand their own physiology. I'm not going to pretend to be the expert, but it, this is just like one of those things where it's like to the normal person, uh, I guess time will tell of the results, you know what I mean? And he shared some of his results on his journey, yeah. but yeah. And we, and we could talk about the results and what the hell that means. Cause that's like, yeah. A, a, the wild west of quantification, but I mean, yeah, vitamin C, it's just an example. It's, you know, it's an antioxidant, you know, it's good for you. And yeah, but it's not, it's not like that potent. I mean, we know that like melatonin is a far more potent antioxidant and vitamin C could be a pro oxidant. It's actually, it gets oxidized very easily and you could just get it from fruit or things in your environment. And when that's, you know, available and synergistically uh, protects your skin from sun damage because 
that is only going to be available in sunny environments when there's enough UV light to produce fruit. But the melatonin thing's interesting. I just want to touch upon that because mm -hmm. he's taking like 300 micrograms. Yeah. That's about like the upper limit. And that's, I'm actually like, that's good. If you're going to supplement melatonin, which I think is a terrible idea, you should probably just take like tart cherry juice powder or something. That's a better natural alternative. But um, I remember in college, I used to take like five, 10 milligrams like at night to sleep because I was drinking so much caffeine. Oh, yeah. And that's, and the minimum you can buy is like maybe half a milligram. And the the amount your body like endogenously produces to from the pineal gland to go to bed is like 200 to 300 micrograms. Like it varies with age and everything, but it's a really low amount. So you for sure don't want to supplement with like milligrams of melatonin. But then of course, you know, people like Ben Greenfield take suppositories and, and shove them up their ass, like 50 milligrams and say they're getting all the antioxidant benefits, anti-cancer benefits, which, you know, is true, but long-term, what are the side effects from suppressing endogenous production, which is debatable. Who knows? So speaking, speaking of melatonin, I'm sort of scrolled down to his sleep health uh, mm, sort of like yeah. routine section of his page, but I just wanted to make like one point because it, it like, I, I like, don't get me wrong. I haven't watched like a plethora of his content. Like I've watched videos here and there and like mostly short form content that's just popped up on my feed somewhere. But in my mind, it's like, I don't really have a problem aging. It's more so to me, like I have a sort of Marxist and I approach of like, how can we age gracefully? Because to me, like death is just part of life. It's like the next great journey. Um, and so it's, it always makes me wonder of like these people that are so obsessed, like the Aspreys and all these people with, the, with changing their biological age, which don't get me wrong. Like I'm totally into that stuff. I think it's cool. Um, I think the idea is neat. And I think like it'll be interesting to see where the science goes in the future. But I don't have a fear of, of getting older um, because I'm minding my mitochondria. But it makes me wonder about some of these people if they truly have like that fear of like of like being gone. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, most people do probably. But this sleep health is really interesting. I actually didn't know that he wears blue light blocking glasses. So I saw photos of him That's wearing a, them. A win. <laughs> That's definitely a win. Yeah. Um, I like the hour downtime. So artificial, like he's he's sleeping in these rooms that it's just constantly monitoring. There's constantly like you know, non-native EMF exposure, so many wearables. And, you know, some of these are pretty low power Bluetooth, but still, um, you know, temperature controlled mattress, like just a lot of gadgets. So I would say the blue light blocking glasses, you know, same bedtime daily. This is great from circadian rhythm perspective, but this guy's like never outside. So, or at least I don't know if he ever does he even go outside ever or is he just slather up in sunscreen? So I don't well, he's obviously not tan, so I can't imagine he's getting that much sun. And it doesn't take too much to tan a little bit. So I imagine he like wears the minerals sun sunscreen. Here we go. UV environmental filters. And he wears UVA plus UVB mineral sunscreen. So I guess he does go outside, but he never really gets exposed to uv light which is a big problem oh that's uh, funny there's an image of him using the carex daylight lamp right there um yeah which yeah and he has that as a as a hack like that's how he wakes his body up with this artificial light and he's wearing just, the yeah, airpods wearing airpods it just doesn't work like that you can't simulate like full spectrum sun it just doesn't like uva is extremely important for a cascade of like hormonal uh, downstream functions in your body as well as, you know, nitric oxide, uh, and melanin production. So this guy has no melanin and no, I've kind of been going down a melanin rabbit hole and it's fascinating. It is actually, it might be, it might be up there as like the craziest thing that nobody knows about in health. And I know like, uh, Jack Cruz talks about it and like quantum people talk about it. There's not even that much information out there. But we had a podcast that's coming out in the next two weeks with Dr. Stephen Hussey, and he mentioned mm -hmm. that, what did he say, you know, a th only a third of, or you can get a third of your energy. Only a from, third of your energy is light. from food. No, food. Yeah. 
or from food, which that no, that statement's been thrown around and, and you could debate. But the reason why folks say that, and there's a guy, uh, the main guy who's uh, studied melanin, um, Dr. I think it's Arturo Herrera. Oh, I just bought his book for like a hundred dollars because of like none that exists. <laughs> it's all about melanin disassociating water. So melanin can basically absorb energy from the light, from any light. And by light, I mean the full electromagnetic radiation spectrum. So not even just visible mm. light. Like we're talking, I mean, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi is light. And that's also why melanin's great because melanin is a protector from light and from not just UV, but like all light. Um, so it's your body's natural Faraday cage, but um, you know, we know it's a very semiconductive material uh, or compound, I should say, and they're studying it in Silicon Valley um, for you know semiconductive electronic usage. But because it, it has this ability to disassociate water, and that's like the energy capture from disassociating water is uh, really high. So hmm. what Dr. Herrera states is that the majority of our energy per energy in our body comes from this and mm. that's where i believe dr hussey was also referencing and there's other folks like dr alexander wunsch from germany who's a light expert who references this and this is kind of like the frontier of melanin and it's really hard mm. to study but basically herrera says you would need to eat like a hundred plus pounds of food i think it might even be kilograms and i'm trying to remember a day if we really only got our energy from food wow um, which kind of makes sense i guess if you think about it in some regard um maybe not that quantity but for sure i can believe that we get a substantial amount of energy from things outside of food well and well think about it i mean thought. think about it Think about the people who, I mean, I think about this all the time, people in the chronic illness community that they have no energy. They're like, they, they get fatigue, like chronic fatigue is like a really big thing. Um, in anybody that's dealing with some sort of systemic illness. And one thing I've found in common with everybody that seems to be sick is they are not outside ever. Um, they're in bed, they're inside watching TV in the dark. Um, and I noticed this with mental health disorders as well. It's like, you don't want to go out. It's like that really, it's like, you should do the opposite of what your innate feeling is when you're down and depressed. It's like, just first thing, go outside. You feel instantly better. Like, at least that is for me. Well, you're, you have this beta endorphin pathway. Like it's literally like we're built to be addicted to the sun through like pump mm -hmm. which is, I mean, it's not by mistake, like these biological, pathways are you know tested and stood the time through generations thousands of generations and here we are trying to act like we know everything that's the thing that actually is my biggest realization you get into the space you read david sinclair's book and you look at him and you're like mm -hmm. wow we like have this aging thing figured out Pfft, yeah right you can't just take like one supplement and think you figured out aging and then you know crispr and things like that like we're just like messing with things that we, we still don't even understand. So again, it's like, like melanin, it's like people are just scratching the surface on this kind of stuff. And it's, you know, remarkable. It's a semiconductive material um, that protects our skin. It's in all, you know, it's in all, it's in my beard hair, it's in my eyes, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's everywhere. Um, but it's also in the brain and why, you know, we have this ability to produce energy from melanin disassociating water, which water is everywhere. You know, it's in your cerebral spine fluid. It's in the mitochondrial matrix in the cytoplasm. It's what we produce as a result of, you know, um, generating ATP, which is touted as energy currency, but all these, I guess, guys are kind of saying it's more so a byproduct. So that's really fascinating. But anyway, we for sure need to be outside in the sun. It's like undebatable. And mm -hmm. I don't think you could just supplement your way out of full spectrum sunlight exposure. I mean, at the end of the day, I think Jack Cruz says it best, like the best clinical trial that's ever been done is nature. And it's like, we, we can track all these metrics. Like I, I noticed on his page, he was mentioning that he had 
a perfect 100% sleep score for two months straight. And I'm yeah, like, what does that, that even, That's such what does that even mean? Because whoop, yeah. like whoop, who is whoop? They're just some like some company who made a wearable. And I used to wear the aura ring all the time. And you know, so did you. And mm -hmm. then they just like, Oh, we just changed our algorithm and my score, my, my numbers were all different. So I'm like, Oh, so everything you were doing before or I got before was just BS or, or, or what is it? You know, like there's no way that's accurately tracking sleep. It's just not possible. Heart rate, HRV is sure. Like those are, you could track those probably pretty accurately, but it's just like nonsense. And, uh, you shouldn't need a wearable to tell you like how you feel. No. And I've, I've told that to, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, like you can tell if you had a bad night's sleep, like if you wake up and you're groggy and you don't have energy, like you probably didn't sleep that optimally. Um, and I think, I think really what it is, is that I, I think it's good. I think these people do bring awareness to the space, which I think is good to like, let people like have that general awareness or whatever, but it sort of creates like a, almost an unhealthy focus on like all these metrics and like, you need all these tools to like be healthy. And most of the tools already exist in front of you fundamentally, or most of them are even free. Um, it's just sort of like removing the noise, but everybody's sort of trying to sell, sell an idea. And I'm not saying that like, he's like trying to just like sell something or whatever per se, but he's definitely like, I don't know. It, it seems like overcomplicating it to a point where it's like, I can see it for the entertainment value and maybe some of the biohacking curiosity, but I can't see much practical application um, for myself. Like even on his website, he lists a bunch of biomarkers of his uh, current uh, optimal clinical outcome range for like blood work, but he has like the results, but it doesn't have like the it doesn't say like what the numbers are measured in. So it just says like DHEA 310, but I don't know like what the range is and stuff like that. Um, it's actually pretty good because I think the range goes up to like 400 or 500, but um, it's just, I don't know. Every, it's so individual, um, I think at the end of the day. And so I, I like it as sort of an entertainment thing. We could, I want to try to show if we can some of his, uh, some little short videos Cause I find his, um, I'm captivated by his personality. Cause it's so, it's almost like I'm watching iRobot or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Let, let's, let's watch. I'm just scrolling more on his website to see what else I oh, can yeah. pick at. So if you want to pull that up, let me, he mentions air quality. That's good. Yeah, he has, he has a lot of good stuff. I just think yeah, the tools. Like there, there's some good stuff. For me, it's like it's all about bioenergetics. So it's like about mitochondrial health. And we know like environmental toxins are, you know, damaging, you know, the ability to have optimal energy. And like, that's why I wanted to see if he talks about artificial light. It's a blue like blocking glasses. So I give him credit. He has air quality. I don't know if he has anything on water. I'd be curious. But let's watch some of... Uh, I got some of these shorts pulled up. I wanted to watch this one on sleep because he's going to tell us how to get the perfect sleep score of 100%. And got I've never gotten that. Panels. But I would, uh, I would like to know. So I'm going to throw it up and then we can well, talk about it after. the loop is a lot easier to get 100 than... Um, than Aura? Than on Aura. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think it's bullshit. But... So that's... <laughs> Let's throw it up. I'm spending millions of dollars developing an anti-aging protocol, and today I'm going to show you quick tips about sleep. For the very first time today, I achieved a perfect 100% sleep score using Whoop over the past 30 days. First, I have a temperature-controlled mattress. So when I go to bed, there are sleep cycles that you want to have certain temperatures. The bed automatically adjusts the temperature according to my cycle. Number two is I have blackout curtains. So the room is entirely dark. Other things I do, for example, there's a certain amount of time from when I eat my last meal of the day and I go to bed. Currently, it's 10 hours. If I've eaten too much food or I've eaten the wrong kind of food, I know from years of experience, I'm going to have a poor night's sleep. I also avoid alcohol. I never drink alcohol. No matter what time I drink it, it's going to have negative 
it affects on my sleep. Every night, my family and I, we have a wind down routine. It starts at 7 p.m. And for a full hour, we do nothing but just hang out. We'll read, we'll talk, we'll stretch, we'll play, we'll watch something. But the whole family turns off, we're engaged with each other, and we can remove ourselves from all the stresses of the day and try to stop our brains from ruminating. I'm so that's just some pretty good stuff there, generally speaking. Overall. Yeah. Like I definitely, I definitely like the family time at night. Um, yeah, he did. I wanted him to get into that a little bit, but he, he didn't like, he has a video here about maybe we can watch some of this of why I take a hundred pills a day. Well, yeah, let's talk about the sleep first. Cause I think yeah. that is true. That, that was a pretty good video. I mean, definitely eating too late before bed is, you know, not conducive for like optimal sleep. Um, you know, blackout curtains, like noise pollution, uh, light pollution are, are definitely going to impact mm -hmm. your sleep quality winding down, like turning off all screens like an hour before bed is, is a great idea. Um, he has the blue light blockers on. So yeah, I, I mean, I think like those are easy. You don't need to spend $2 million. Like that's free. I mean, you could blue light blockers, maybe like 50, a hundred bucks, but you know, if you want to get better sleep, eat dinner earlier, maybe not at 11 AM like this guy, but maybe at like <laughs> six, if you're going to go to bed at 10 and then, you know, turn all the lights off or wind down, no screens, just chat or read or kind of just sit in uh, a calm state, maybe meditate. That's, that is great advice. I will, I'm aligned there. Yeah, no, I've, I, I think it's less so uh, the messaging and just it's, I think a lot of the money goes to tracking the metrics and doing expensive testing. I think that's where yeah, kind of the, the, the stuff goes. I mean, and the supplements. I, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, it's a not very long video. I'm going to probably pause it a few times in between, but he's very famous for taking 104 supplements a day. Um, and I've seen sort of his breakfast meal and it's primarily pills. So yeah. I kind of want to know the, the reason why. I bet there's an ad. Yep. <laughs> Have you considered going solar in Utah, but are afraid of the huge price tag attached? Hey. So most people don't know this, but I'll Hi, my name is Brian Johnson, and I am a professional rejuvenation athlete. Like Magellan, who circumnavigated the globe, or Shackleton, that tried to traverse the South Pole, I am a modern-day explorer searching for the fountain of youth. Not for the purpose of living indefinitely, but so that we can each be our very best self. And as part of this journey, I take a lot of supplements. Firstly, I love the presentation. Whoever edits his videos, like, props. Because as an editor by trade, um, I, I, like the, I like the music. It's very sort of avant-garde sort of theme going on. And I like the organization of, of very, the supplements. Oh, this whole thing is just so ego-driven. I feel like he just wanted to oh, do yeah. this because he was just like, yeah, I'm going to become famous and do all this. And he's like, it's for the good of everyone, which people are definitely learning from it. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's very cringe. Yeah. I mean, when you make a lot of money, I mean, you can do kind of what you want to do. That's true. That's true. Respect. So Respect I, I, I got those vibes as well, but I think that's part of the, like, I think people get drawn to the character. It's sort of like liver King, right? You see him doing these outrageous things, like lifting these giant tires in the middle of the street in Vegas or something like half naked. And it's, it's, it's sort of like the, the character, um, element that's kind of fascinating. And I think he knows that. Um, so it seems like he does a lot of decent things, but then he really leads with like this weirdness. The weirdness is what gets people drawn in, like the hundred yeah. plus supplements, like the weird hacks, the definitely him tweeting about his dating must haves or why he's single or whatever. So <laughs> I'll let it go. My team and I set out to ask the question, what is possible right now with slowing our speed of aging and reversing it? To do that, we've designed a protocol for sleep and exercise and diet, and also 111 supplements. In this video, we're going to explain to you what I take, when I take them, and why. I've spent millions of dollars building this protocol, and I've shared it all freely. It's important I share with you that before you do anything, you should probably speak with your doctor. Yeah, a lot of people are pretty confused that I can take this many supplements in a given day. For example, this is my morning pills. If I end up dying from taking pills, this guy is gonna be the culprit. So all my pills are put in these tins 
And my team does this once every two weeks. So we do 28 tins at a time. It's easier to batch process all this. And these tins make it very easy to transport around. The number of pills we take changes on a regular basis. Sometimes it's 111, sometimes it's 104. It depends upon what data we receive. So we have a protocol put in place. We do a whole bunch of measurements. We look at the data and we determine whether it's appropriate to continue, adjust, completely eliminate. Some pills I take, I take every day. Sometimes I take them twice a day. Sometimes I take once every two weeks, for example, rapamycin. So each pill has a different frequency and a different protocol. So every morning upon waking, I take these 60 plus pills. You can find on my website, a list of all of these. I'm going to walk you through a few of them. That's a lot of pills. 60 this just like i thought i took a lot of pills for a while with like some of the supplements i was doing and everyone would laugh at me carrying my little case around um i can't tell you they did anything um for my blood work or anything like that but he's been tracking it like man i couldn't imagine being on his team like you're like there's probably one person designated for like this is the pill case filler that's what they do um that'd be an interesting job i'd kind of like to walk in their shoes for a day I'll play this. This is ashwagandha. It uh, helps with anti-anxiety, improve cortisol management, improve sleep, and increase testosterone. 600 milligrams once a day. This is calcium alpha-ketoglutarate. I'm sorry, what? Calcium alpha-ketoglutarate. I take it for an improved fertility index. This is EPA. It's good for liver enzymes, uh, the arteries. Uh, we are watching and measuring for DHA production as I'm on caloric restriction. 500 milligrams of cocoflavanols. It's for heart and brain health. This is hyaluronic acid, 300 milligrams a day for joint health. Garlic, I take for liver enzymes and cholesterol management. I also eat garlic as part of my super veggie on a daily basis. The creature is repelled by garlic. Turmeric, one gram a day. I take it for inflammation, joints, and liver. I've yet to choke on pills, although I think several haters are hoping that I, ch uh, that I choke on the pills. It'd be pretty ironic. So I'm gonna show you how I take them, about 20 ounces of water. So typically I'll just um, do it in about three different goes. First one down. Second one. I'm not even sure what happens in my mouth. You know, just like, I just put it in. It's like, all right, everyone get in line. We're going to go down. This is it. This is our destiny. Last one. Here we go. That was 43 of the hundred I take on a given day. So what do you think? It's interesting because he mentions like a supplement like EPA and, and stuff like that and talking about DHA. And I've never been a fan of supplementing like fish oil um, style supplements. Yeah. I mean, DHA is another one, right? Like that's a critical nutrient and you cannot get DHA in the most optimal form, which is in that SN2 position um, from plant foods. Um, I just read a thread on fish oil supplement. Well, fish oil supplements are problematic because a lot of them are oxidized and rancid and right. we know poof, poofas are easily you know, oxidize and, and mm -hmm. rancid poofas are, are, are no bueno. But in general, I also read a thread saying that these companies are using, you know, cheaper versions of DHA, um, not in that SN2 position. So it's actually not doing a service. So at the end of the day, folks, just get it from food, seafood, fish, salmon, anchovies, um, lamb, lamb actually has the most DHA of uh, mm -hmm. probably the room. Land salmon. So, yeah, I think you really can't replace that with a supplement. I guess he's monitoring that, but in general, I mean, this dude just looks like a vampire. So, yeah, it's uh, clear that he is purposefully putting his body into severe, you know, caloric restriction, but keeping that nutrient level right at the threshold to be like, I guess, really just going good enough to uh, age as little as possible. So it's a trade-off. I mean, again, I, I think he's missing out on a lot of key nuances. Um, I don't think I saw anything about like the water quality. In the no, I was literally thinking that when he was drinking the water, I noticed like, I, I don't know if that was a stir stick or a straw, but um, I, I was thinking like, is that just dead water? Um, but I mean, I've never seen him talk about And then ex his exercise um, routine is, is probably pretty chill. Um, I don't really. Yeah, it's pretty basic. I mean, it's just like we could even look at it. But so it's backwards it's, it's sled, pretty... triceps, face pulls, um, stretches, split squats, Nordics. Oh, he's doing some ATG stuff. That's cool. 
um, reverse Nordics, pull-ups, chin-ups, hiking on the weekends, basketball, tennis. Okay, so he's doing pretty good. He's monitoring his heart rate to stay in that aerobic zone, kind of zone one, zone two cardio mm. for the bulk of it, um, it seems like. Um, so that's cool. He's good VO2 max. It's like I respect all of this. He can bench 240. Leg press, single rep. Okay, no one cares about that. 60 push-ups in a row. Ooh, that might be just about what I can do. I need to fucking do more now so I can beat Brian. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. We should test that and see if I could beat Brian Johnson. That'd be pretty good. Um, He's 44 years old. Like he yep. looks good from like a aging perspective, but he, well, maybe it's five minutes. We can talk about the quantification of aging, like the Horvath mm-hmm. clock, the telomeres, like yeah. Horvath clock is based on methylation, the telomere length, you know, that was popular for a while. It's kind of faded off um, a little. So what I'm going to say just outright is I don't think we have a really good measure of aging. I mean, sure, you could like do all these things and um, yeah, they're all data points. But we, like I said, we don't really know as much about aging as we think we do. That's what I just want to mm-hmm. preface with. So you could, could you explain stuff. maybe the differences in the, in the, in the clocks, like the difference between measuring telomere length and then the other clock you mentioned? Yeah, a little bit, and I'm not an expert on this. I mean, the I'm not either. mirrors are like the what the, the caps of the shoelace, right? On uh, mm-hmm. on uh, the the this uh, chromosome, right? Or is it on the DNA? I don't fucking know. Um, but it's basically, you know, that gets shorter as you age. So if you mention that, that, or if you measure that, and your length is, you know, very long, then it shouldn't be. Uh, an issue you should be aging slower but that's kind of faded off and then the horvath clock is based on methylation um again so it's just like another metric but i don't know what is his what does his aging say i'm trying to find my computer is being like really dumb right now what is his like biological age so on his results from two years of his blueprint, it says, I'll even share the screen so that anyone watching the video can, can see this. It says that he has slowed aging by the equivalent of 31 years. So that's what his blueprint says. So he's accumulating aging damage slower than 88% of 18-year-olds, which I don't know if modern-day 18-year-olds are like a great metric to go by. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's that difficult to out-age out them um, in current lifestyle. Um, but yeah, so body inflammation 60, 66% below the average 10-year-old. Wow. I mean, also, I don't know if that's, that's it's really, HSCRP, it's all sort of relative. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 0.1. That's just like one metric. I mean, that's a good metric if you want to get that tested, like for sure. I know we've talked about it maybe briefly, but yeah, I mean, 12 year, 12 year age reversal and 500 day average HRV. So it's like, he, you know, he's becoming healthier, right? Like he was probably pretty unhealthy. He was like a tech CEO, bro, like go, go, go. And uh, yeah, he's probably reversing a, a lot of that by just, he, he does a lot of good things, but you know, here he's swimming in a, like a super, I don't know. It looks chlorinated. I, he's outside though. So I, I give you credit. And there's just a lot, a lot of gadgets and um the supplements is just like mind boggling and really not helpful for, for most people because there's so many independent variables, but yeah, you know, if you get active, you know, he works out every day or uh, pretty strategically, he eats less, uh, which we know caloric restriction is, is good for, uh, you know, longevity, but again, it's all kind of, it's a balance, right? Like, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to, you know, what kind of life do you want to live? He's obviously 
there's no way he's just like has boundless energy. I mean, this guy's definitely like pushing through like walls constantly. I'd imagine. Um, he doesn't drink alcohol. Great. I mean, support that. That's not good for you. And, um, you know, he, the sleep stuff was, was excellent. Restorative sleep is imperative for health. And, you know, the food is interesting. It's, you know, it's, it's very vegan and doesn't look appetizing, but if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, I would rather die five years earlier and hike mountains and eat, eat steaks and be outside in the sun and be happier. Yeah. And to me, it's all about too. like, I actually want to see this why vegan by choice sort of video real quick. But to me, it's like the quality of life. And if it's like, if I have to do this to be, even if it works, right. If I have to do this to be like this de-aged or whatever, um, every day, is that, is that living now? People will make the same argument about like going out and drinking every weekend. Like, Oh, you're not living blah, blah, blah. Cause you're not willing to go out and stay up late and all that stuff. But I, it's sort of like one of those things where it's like, it, everyone's a little bit different as far as like the level of dedication, but it's like, I don't know. Can't, can't, I don't want to judge too harshly. Cause it's like, you know, it's your life. I just want to see this video really quick. Cause I want to, I want to see like the premise of why he's vegan. Yeah. I understand that you're a vegan. Is it anti-meat or just pro-vegan? I'm vegan by choice, and Blueprint says nothing about meat. Mm. So if people want to eat meat, great. Uh, it's just encouraging people to say, let's look at the evidence, look at measurement, you know, look at how you're doing. So really, it's it's not an opinion on anything. Okay, so. Well, that didn't answer anything. Thanks, bro. Now, my guess is like, he, I'm, I'm wondering if he's like going based on like some of the, m- m- like, r- r- the best way to get started on Amazon in 2023. Hey, if you want to start Amazon, now we know. Um, I think, I think I'm just, I think it's gotta be something about like, just like the literature that's been coming out the last like 20 years. That's probably just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I cause uh, it's, it's like he sure supplements. It's got to be the uh, overactivation of mTOR and uh, yeah, you know, methionine contributing to you know advanced aging and you know it's just the anabolic anabolic versus catabolic like you know phase versus famine right? Yeah, you know, I find it fascinating. But, but then he has to supplement with all these things, so that's yeah. his workaround, and that's what he thinks works. Like props to him. Um, again, available nutrients you can't get the best form of nutrients from plants just doesn't work. So you're going to have to supplement a ton, which is what he's doing. It's not accessible to most people. Most people could take from this guy, Hey, maybe I just need to eat like twice a day instead of 25 times a day, which the average person is consuming Mm -hmm. calories 25 to 50 times a day. And you think that might be insane, but it's true because you think every time they go and sip a, you know, a, a coffee with 50 grams of sugar in it, or you know a soda or snacking on chips nuts whatever yeah that adds up and you're just spiking your insulin you're never giving your mitochondria a break from from processing um you know going through the cellular respiration and that's that's what it's all about so it's overconsumption of food so i guess i just talk about like longevity what i think you know Mm-hmm. Overconsumption of of calories and food is for sure not good for longevity right and i consume a lot of food but I burn a lot of calories, right? So it's it is definitely uh, you know something that's worth saying, and it's not about calories and counting calories and things like that. Um, but inherently, it's uh, you know you don't want to overburden your system for constantly having to produce um, energy and working to digest your food. Like give it a break. That's why three meals a day, eating three times a day, is more than enough. You want to age slower, do some longer term fasts, which I don't think he's talked about, but he pretty much does like a 20 hour fast, like every day, it it seems like. So Mm -hmm. he's kind of doing that. But from my perspective, it's, you know, at least do like a 12 hour fast, which isn't even really a fast, but give your body a 12 hour break every single night. And depending on your activity level, like if I was 45 
I'm probably not doing half the shit that I do right now. Yeah, maybe I just eat twice a day and I'm fasting longer, 16 hours a day. Um, I know the Peters, uh, the Ray Peters aren't a fan of that. I think it's like too stressful. Um, but again, you or you can mix in a longer three to seven day fast, like once a quarter, a couple times a year, which is more so uh, what I'm on board with now. So I'm going to do probably like a five day fast maybe in the, the next two months, definitely before the, the end of the year, because that's when you really activate a lot of, you know, the cellular autophagy and, and kind of house cleaning mm-hmm. mechanisms. And then you're just be- rebuilding back up from there. So I would say go back to the sun and melanin stuff too, right? If you can get more energy from light, more energy from your environment, the earth, uh, mm-hmm. you're not going to have to eat as much food. So inherently your body won't have to be stressed and age as much if you consume less calories, but then you can also have simultaneously more energy or the same amount of energy for less food. So to me, that would be kind of like the key to longevity is can you get enough light um, and fuel from the surrounding environment to Mm -hmm. eat less and then eat the most nutrient dense foods so you can get the most nutrients per calorie. That's yep. what makes sense to me. And of course, you know, taking seasonality, locality into into consideration, right? And and you know, he doesn't talk about anything else like cold or sauna. Um, can be great for aging. Um, so I don't I don't know. Maybe he does some of those things, but I didn't see it. Yeah, I'm assuming he does some of that stuff, but I don't think it's predominantly like the things that are are talked about. Um, I do. I like. I just wanted to sort of piggyback on that. Like, it's just everything you just said sort of goes back to just basic fundamentals. I mean, eat if you're gonna like eat twice a day or whatever, or eat three times a day. Don't snack at all. Like that's like where people tend to like falters. Like like you said, people eat are eating like fifty times a day between twenty and fifty times a day, and it's just like you don't need that. And I actually find that um, I have no problem like not snacking in between meals. And that's to me a sign of like good insulin sensitivity. And that's like a big issue in modern society is like we have such poor insulin sensitivity, but that's tied to so many more things than just like the food you eat. I mean, it's like, are you getting, like you said, getting outside? Um, Are you getting light? Like all these things are tied to all these hormonal mechanisms. And so there's just, it's just, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like I get boring because at the end of the day, I feel like so much of the stuff is like that the science is complex, but the, the action steps are simple. You know what I mean? Spend more time outside, eat more real food. That's local. Um, touch dirt, all that kind of stuff. Avoid environmental toxins. Right. So like, that's the big one. Like what is, t- you know, what is going to set you back and mm. things that prevent you from getting, you know, optimal sleep, which again, noise pollution, uh, light pollution, mm-hmm. You know, things like that, uh, non-native EMFs in your environment, which clearly this guy doesn't care about, but whatever. Um, he's getting a hundred sleep score every night. You know, these are all environmental yeah. stressors and we know that those are going to affect mitochondrial health. That's going to affect just bioenergetics, uh, in general. And that's a lot of the root of, of chronic disease. So, you know, just things, plastics, um, you know, the clothes you wear, um, that's probably the harder part. I mean, getting rid of all these things, it's never going to happen. It's all about progress, not perfection. But in general, yeah, I mean, if you just eat real food, you go outside a ton, you have like good relationships and and try and do your best to avoid environmental toxins, like you're going to be in a, in a great spot. But we are facing an uphill battle in that regard. So be ignorant to say that, you know, the environmental toxins on average um, aren't magnitudes higher um, than just, you know, a hundred years ago. So, and especially when the government's, you know, recommending or mandating things to, you know, do to your body, but that's how it goes. And this guy is doing some great stuff. He's doing some stuff that's kind of insane, but he's also <laughs> a million, a hundred plus millionaire, nine figure guy. So Good for him. I mean, he's 44. He's clearly had a midlife crisis and realized he wants to spend all his time and money on 
trying to spend more time with his children. So I, I respect that. I think it's cool. Um, I think it's painting a, a kind of an incorrect picture for health in some facets saying like, you need to take all these supplements. You don't, you could just eat real food, uh, and not lentil bowls, but yeah, you know, this guy is not you don't try to be this guy, but the stuff that he does do well, like the sleep hygiene, the spending time with family before bed, um, exercise, he hikes, he plays basketball, like those are all great things. So overall, I would say I thought this is going to be worse. Um, I actually am like semi positive on, on this guy. Maybe, I mean, that might be a stretch, but he's definitely bet. He might be better than liver King. So maybe we could debate that in the last two minutes here. Yeah. I mean, it's, I man, that's such a difficult one. I guess, I guess it depends <laughs> what you're looking at. I guess it depends what you're looking at. Like the battle of the Bryans. Cause, um, I think, I think they both have like a lot of good practices on the daily thing. I kind of like the whole, um, I forget what it is. Is it's, does he say pillars or what, what tenets tenets is liver King's oh, thing. Liver King. Yeah. Ancestral yeah. I, I, I do like the ancestral tenets thing wow. because it is inherently applicable to everyone just the way it's laid out. Um, whereas I feel like there's a lot of this stuff that's like, more of like it's not just for show because obviously he's doing it and seeing like metrics and stuff but it's not applicable um but i don't know i don't know i don't know if i can get down with with uh with this brian being better than the liver king for sure because he doesn't really go outside and like he's well even if he's when he's outside he's wearing mineral sunscreen so he's not really he's he doesn't have melanin in the game so i can't i can't really get on team brian for that one um so i think i'm on team liver king for this yeah, it's a shame, really, because Liver King, if he just, like, didn't take steroids, and not only did he take steroids, literally, like, he took the whole pharmaceutical aisle oh, yeah. of shit. So, that really, yeah. It, but if you take all of that out, again, it's just, like, it's a lot of stuff. They're, they're, like, the antithesis of each other, which is really interesting, right? And you don't need to eat, like, liver every day like that. That's, you don't no. need to do that either. And... You know, yeah, they're at the other, they're at opposite ends of the spectrum, I think. Uh, and I don't think you need to work out like Liver King does every day either. That was just like for the brand. But if we could make a Brian Johnson 3.0 yeah. and uh, we take the good from Brian with a Y Johnson and the good from Liver King, we will have the perfect Brian Johnson. And that would be you know, goes outside, grounding, respects, you know, nature and, uh, you know, still works out. Maybe not as hard as regular liver king doesn't take 400 supplements, doesn't take steroids, um, eats animal products, yeah. you know, eats local produce and seasonal fruit and, you know, all the sleep hygiene from both of them. I think they both have pretty good sleep hygiene. Um, and, you know, Liver King was pretty good about environmental toxins, EMFs, water, um, mm -hmm. yep. stuff like that. So, yeah, let's let's just make a third Brian Johnson. So if your name's Brian Johnson and you want to just, <laughs> like, become a millionaire, here it is. Just we just laid be, out the blueprint. Be the middle ground of Brian Johnson, uh, number one and number two here, Liver King and Vegan Tech Bro. And you could just make a channel and talk shit about these two guys and probably get really famous. So maybe I'm going to change my name to Brian Johnson. Just kidding. You could, you could be the guy. I think the thing that that last thing I'll say is like, what, what this guy makes me think of is actually when I first saw a photo of him, it was, um, I think it was like in front of his fridge. It, I actually thought it was young Dave Asprey because they almost looked a little similar <laughs> And they have sort of that same, uh, same, I feel like they would get along. They may even be friends. Um, but I feel like they, they, just, they, they seem like each other. Except, dude, he doesn't, he, yeah. he does not look good. Like he looks so much better like 10 years ago. Obviously a lot, a lot of people did, but for yeah. the amount of stem cells that dude's injected. And I'm also curious to Brian Johnson. We didn't talk about, I don't know if he does any stem cells, the, the drinking, he does PRP. Blood, yeah, oh yeah. It's totally different. Um, yeah. 
He drinks yeah, his so, son's blood, right? Yeah, he does. So he did. I don't know if it was like a continual thing, but he did do a multi general uh, generational uh, plasma infusion where I think he took his dad and his son and did sort of an infusion of like both their plasmas into him. And so that was kind of an interesting trip. Um, his dad? I, I, That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like it was a multi generational uh, thing. It was, and I think it was the first ever done as well. Um, so I don't know the practical application. I mean, even with stem cells, it's like, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of potential there, but it's like, I don't think we even know how to use them applicably in all, in like all the scenarios that I think people do use them for. I kind of feel like sometimes we're just shooting people up with stem cells and just, just hoping they'd have a positive effect. Um, so I, I don't, I wouldn't bank on those things in, in the now of like realms of things to do. I do know that Brian Johnson, the, the B-R-Y-A-N Johnson, uh, does PRP, which is platelet rich plasma injections. Uh, he did that yeah, for his yeah, hair. That's, pretty, that's, yeah, that's popular for skin and hair. Yeah. So those are, those are some things they definitely did. But yeah, dang. I mean, I don't know. The more I think about it, it's uh, these guys are just trying to flex and like see what happens. Like Dave Asprey, I remember him talking about. He's like, I've done such a service. Like now, stem cells are like you know fifty grand instead of five hundred grand when I've started doing them. I was like, oh well, you still don't look that great. So, I, I it just seems like you know this guy. He's kind of. I think he just wanted to be famous and uh, became really obsessed with living longer. So. It is what it is, but we're waiting for Brian Johnson 3.0 um, at the end of the day. Just don't listen to these guys to a T. Don't listen to me either. What do I know? Just take away bits of pieces of information that you think are valuable and try it out. Or maybe you see a supplement that Brian Johnson's taking, one of 111, and you research that supplement, and then you try that one supplement and see what it does for you. But uh, if you're going to go out and take 100 supplements in one go, good luck, brother. That's all I got to say. Well, I'm thank you all for joining us. This uh, audio version will be up on Spotify in the next day or so. We got a lot of exciting podcasts on the way. Mentioned Stephen Hussey earlier, but we also have, uh, honestly, we have so much backlog. Um, a lot of good discussions coming up. And we will see you all in the next one.